Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A Kentucky woman found guilty of murdering her on-and-off boyfriend who seemingly dumped her for a date with Miss Ohio. Then video emerges of her dancing and singing I Did It, I Did It in the police interrogation room. I'm talking about none other than 27-year-old Shayna Hubers, who was obsessed with up-and-coming lawyer Ryan Poston when he gets a date with, literally, Miss Ohio. She can't take it. And it's not like he did it behind her back. He broke up with her. Apparently, he tried to break up with her many, many times. This time, she shot him dead. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Joining me from RadarOnline.com, Alexis Terezchuk. Alexis, not only did she get a new trial after the murder of Poston, she was found guilty a second time, but I want to talk about her life behind bars. What CI correctional institution is she in? Shana is in prison in the Kentucky Correctional Institute for Women. This is a maximum security prison. It's in Shelby County, Kentucky, and it houses adult female felons. I understand she fell in love with another woman behind bars, and they actually got married. They did. She did meet a woman when she was in the Campbell County Jail. So the woman that she fell in love with actually was a transgender woman. She started out as a man named Richard McBee. She changed her name to Unique Taylor, and then the two of them got married in jail. What can you tell me about their courtship and marriage? Well, their courtship was really unusual because they are locked up in jail. There are no conjugal visits allowed in this jail, and the two of them were just mostly locked up in their cells. Shana was actually going through her trial when they met and was on trial, so was out of the jail for 12 hours a day while she was being transported to the court, going to court, coming back five days a week while she was on trial. Um, but they apparently fell in love behind bars with each other. Is it true, Alexis Tereschuk, she later divorced the woman? It is. Shana and Unique got married in a two-minute jailhouse ceremony. It was on June 7, 2018. It was in the Campbell County Courthouse. Less than a year later, in just March of this year, March 19th of 2019, a judge ruled that they were divorced. 
Not even a year later. They didn't even celebrate their first anniversary together. My goodness, Shana Hubers has certainly been unlucky in love. Shana Hubers behind bars right now, but apparently living the good life. But how did it land here? Shana Hubers, 27 years old, accused of cackling as she guns down her boyfriend, an up-and-coming young lawyer, parents so proud of him, Ryan Poston, shooting him six times, including once in the face just before he was headed out on a date to meet with, literally, Miss Ohio. That would be Audrey Bolt for a date. Okay, uh, that's quite the coincidence in the timing. But you know what? Let's see what we can learn. Take a listen to this. Kimmel County 911. Ma'am, I have, I have an, an um, um, oh, I, I, I killed my boyfriend in self-defense. Okay, where are you at? Wait, stop it right there. Guys, did you hear that? Jim Elliott joining me, uh, city attorney, well-known in his region around the Warner Robins area. Uh, Jim Elliott, did you hear that? (laughs) She says, uh, 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 I I shot my boyfriend in self-defense. And the dispatcher, the dispatcher says, "Mm mm-hmm, where are you? Did you hear that? I mean, she's already putting out her defense right there. Not like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Can you save him? Can you save him? She's like, I shot him in uh, 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 self-defense. Did you hear that, Jim Elliott? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so she was prepared for that call. call. She scripted that before she called in, obviously. (laughs) Okay, so I got to hear more of this 911 call. Roll that beautiful sound. Ma'am, I have have um, um, I, I killed my boyfriend in self-defense. Okay, where are you at? I'm at 12 Meadow Lane, Highland Heights, Kentucky. 41076. Okay, 12 Meadow Lane, are you in a house or an apartment there? It's an apartment. It's apartment suite 10. Is it Meadow, anything else? Meadow View or something? No, 12 Meadow Lane, ma'am. I killed him in self-defense. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me again. Tell me again what unit you're in. It's not Wait a minute. Computer. Stop it again. I'm so sorry, but is she laughing or crying? I mean, to you, Joseph Scott Morgan, you're the death investigator. There's a dead body, her boyfriend, that she had intended on marrying. She shot him six times. There's no question about that. She says in self-defense. Amazingly, she doesn't have a bruise or a scratch on her body, but... Long story short, is she laughing or crying? I don't know. I couldn't. It sounded like she was kind of cackling right there. Uh, Ew. Yep. I know. Exactly. As she lords over his body that's uh, now been, you know, shot multiple times. Hold on. Joining me right now, in addition to city attorney Jim Elliott, Francie Hakes joining me, former federal prosecutor Francie. Uh, between the three of us, we've tried enough murder cases, but I, I can't tell if she's laughing or crying. Laughing highly inappropriate on a 911 call. Nancy, there's no doubt that she is highly inappropriate. This was a cold-blooded killing, it sounds to me like. And she's, as you said earlier, she is building in her defense right there from the 911 call. Well, according to her cellmates, Francie Hakes, she bragged behind bars that she, quote, gave Poston the nose job he always wanted. She did. and she, By shooting him in the face. Well, exactly. How cold-blooded is that? She was obviously bitter that he was breaking up with her, and she was having none of it. You don't break up with Shana Hubers. 
she kills you instead. Mm-mm. Okay, guys, I love playing a 911 call for a jury. It really takes you and them back to the moment when everything went down. It's a it's a treasure trove of information. Let's hear some more of that 911 call. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me again. Tell me again what unit you're in. It's not showing in my computer. Okay, you're at 12 Miller Lane, unit number 10. Okay, hold on, hold on. What did you kill him with? A gun, a loaded gun in the house. Tell me where the gun is right now. The gun is in the house. Where at, though, ma'am? Tell me where it's at. I, I laid it on the bookshelf. Where at? Lay it on the shelf? On the bookshelf. Where are you? I'm standing about 10 feet from his dead body. Okay, are you sure that he is dead? Okay, stop right there. Sorry. Yeah, she shot him six times, including in the face. He's he's dead. A loaded gun in the house. Uh, guys, uh, Shayna Hubers and Poston have been dating about a year and a half after meeting first on Facebook. And her cellmates uh, take the stand and tell the jury that she never was uh, sorry or repentant about the killing and still to this day behind bars believes she was right on for killing Poston because he had not dumped her but was dating somebody else the first date for also a, a former Miss USA and I, I gotta tell you the woman he was going out with is absolutely beautiful listen we reconnected through Facebook and then we started texting back and forth and then planned a date to meet up. The cellmates say that they overheard he was on the phone with her mother saying that the victim, Brian Poston's family, was, quote, rich enough to go buy another son. Rich enough to go buy another son. To Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist and founder of TransformationProducts.com, Dr. Chloe Wow, what a callous disregard. If I, were, if I were sitting on the jury, I would just cringe. They're rich enough to buy another son. And well, it certainly is. And it also really speaks to the idea that this life was disposable. You know, that this is just um, something that happened that other people can be responsible for, that she would be avoiding responsibility for it. And it also speaks, I think, to a certain amount of anger, whether it was about saying, get him the nose job he always wanted, or that family would be, you know, just rich enough to buy another son. This doesn't um, feel like it's coming from a place of, of grief and sadness and, and loss the way that something would if, if it was truly a tragic situation that she didn't actually want to initiate. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. There's times that she would throw things around the apartment to make it seem like there was a fight going on between her and Ryan. And was Mr. Poston even home when she was doing that? No. Tell the jury what she said about how the shooting took place. She told me that they were sitting at the kitchen table and 
he was sitting at the table and he had set his gun on the table and she picked up the gun and said, what would you do if I, and that he smirked at her and she shot him. Did the defendant tell you that Ryan Poston beat her? She did at first. And then what happened? She changed her story. Okay. What'd she say then? That she was the aggressor. Shayna Huber is behind bars for life after she shoots her ex-boyfriend, Ryan Poston, an up-and-coming successful lawyer, in the face when he gets a date with Miss Ohio. Her interrogation. She actually says, I gave him the nose job he always wanted. That's what she said about shooting him in the face. Alexis Teruschuk, uh, <laughs> that's pretty bold. She did. She was her own worst enemy, especially with all of the text messages. And the thing is, this was the most lurid trial. She talked about sex the entire time. There were constant text messages about her inability to have an orgasm and how that was really affecting their sex life. That's what she focused on all the time that she was on the stand. What other behavior, Alexis, did she exhibit during her police interrogation? Shana Hubers was crazy during her police interrogation. So there's a video of her, and she was taken into custody. She called 911, and she reported to the police she'd killed her boyfriend in self-defense. She goes in to the interrogation room, and there is video of her. She is singing. Um, she's snapping her fingers. She's dancing. She's singing, I did it. Yes, I did it. Like the craziest video ever. And then she was talking about how she was worried. Well, gosh, what, what if I don't get married in the future? What if this is affecting my future husband? Which is a little crazy because you just killed your boyfriend and you're probably going to go to prison forever. You know, it reminds me of Jody Arias. Remember her singing, I think it was Amazing Grace during her interrogation. You know, their cases are very similar, Alexis Therese, Chuck. They are, because these are both women that had been broken up with by these guys who said, you know what, you're crazy, I don't want to be with you anymore. And instead of just moving on or crying about it or posting some sad memes on their social media, these women plotted to murder their boyfriends. They both shot them in the head. Jody, of course, went a little bit further by stabbing Travis 29 times, splitting his throat. But Shayna was just as violent in her murder of her boyfriend. Shayna Huber's behind bars for life, the Kentucky woman who shot her boyfriend in the face just before he was going out for a date with Miss Ohio. The drama queen, remember? She said she was sick and had to go to the hospital, blah, 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 blah. It's all about her, isn't it, Alexis? Yes, absolutely. And she loved being on the stand because she could talk about her sex life and, and her and playing the victim, even though she's the one who called 911 and said she killed him. Listen. How long ago did you shoot him? I don't know, 15, 10 minutes, not even that long. Like 10 or 15 minutes ago? Okay, 
Melissa. What's your name again? Shana or Sana? Shana. I think Shana. All right, Shana. I'm just having a hard time hearing you. Okay. All right. Now you're going to stay on one. Listen, you're going to stay on the line with me, okay? Because this is what we're going to do. The officers don't want me to stay on the line with you. So when you get when they get there, they're going to want to know where that gun is, and we want you to get out safely too, okay? Okay. Are they going to arrest me? Ma'am, I don't know what they'll do. We're going to send send them out. I'm going to stay on the line with you, okay? Did you hear that? Are they going to arrest me? I mean, that's already where her mind is. Not that he's dead, lying there on the floor with six gunshot wounds, including one to the face where she, quote, gave him the nose job he always wanted. If you could see a shot of Ryan Poston, handsome, beautiful smile, had finally made it through law school, was out with a great job. Parents, so proud. I mean, can you even imagine Listen. Didn't like people being bullied. He didn't like people being treated unfairly. He always defended the defenseless. In the time he was six, he told me he wanted to be an attorney. And that was that. People would ask me about my child. Wouldn't say that he was beautiful, even though he was, or he was brilliant, even though he was. I would say my son has a kind heart. Joe Scott Morgan, you got that gorgeous son. Can you imagine him graduating one day from law school or med school or some other very impressive thing? Parents so proud, and then he collides with Shana Hubers. No, I can't, and that's why we're always warning him, be careful who you connect with out there, Nancy. You never know what you're going to get. Well, Jim Elliott, you know the old saying, coming from my neck of the woods, you lay down with a dog, you wake up with a flea. Absolutely. And you know, you just have to be cautious of the kind of people you're meeting online and do some background investigation, do some due diligence, whatever's necessary. You're right, Jim. But, you know, sometimes you don't think when you think you're in love with somebody or you're dating somebody or you're infatuated, you don't think, gee, I need to run a background check on this one or find out more. But I can tell you right at the get-go, as soon as... As he found out, or if he found out, she was logging onto his Facebook to block other women that were trying to contact him or that were conversing with him. Uh, there is evidentiary proof, forensic proof, that Huber's bombarded him with a hundred texts for every one he sent her after one of their regular breakups. And to Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, Dr. Chloe, look at the pattern. It sounds like he was trying to break up over and over and over. Yes, Nancy, that certainly does sound that way. And it also sounds like she's having issues with impulsivity, so impulse control. Nobody very rarely actually wants to be sending someone 100 texts. They usually send, after the third text, they say, I want to walk away from this. I'm not feeling good. I want to end this. I'm getting out of this. But then they can't help themselves, and they keep going back. Can I ask you another question, Dr. Chloe? Um, and the rest of you men, just close your ears. This is for Francie and Dr. Chloe. Have you ever noticed men are not very, let's see, verbal? So here she, she sends 100 texts. He sends one text, Dr. Chloe. That tells me he's just not into her. Right. It says not only that he's not into her, but that he's putting up a boundary. He's trying to not have communication. And she is unable or unwilling to respect that by sending, bombarding him with all those texts. Dr. Chloe, Dr. Chloe, if, some, if a guy would, sends me 
10 texts to my one text. I am done with that. That's a, that's too clingy. I mean, stop it. A hundred texts? Are you kidding me? She would have gotten the boot, and I mean the steel-toed cowboy boot, after the 10th text. That's over. Stop it. Get out of my life. Is that wrong, Francie? No, Nancy, I think you've got a great point. Shana Hubers is all about Shana Hubers and her obsessive text to him, her behavior in trying to control him and his Facebook page, contacts, and his text to people saying she just won't leave in combination with her saying on the 911 call, are they going to arrest me when he's lying, still bleeding on the floor from her attack, tells us that Shana is all about Shana. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Shana Huber's behind bars for life in the murder of her up-and-coming lawyer boyfriend because he had a date with Miss Ohio. Joining me, Alexis Terezchuk from RadarOnline.com. Now, her first trial conviction was thrown out when it was revealed one of the jurors had a prior felony conviction. That's illegal in Kentucky. You know, Alexis, I've told you this story. My very first bank robbery... I had a bank robber on the jury. I did not know that. That's okay in Georgia. And um, the reason I had him on there is because I did not want to confront jurors and antagonize them by asking them about their convictions or their rap sheets. After that, I always asked, like question number two. Um, But in this case, it was thrown out. Is that the only reason she got a second trial? And what happened with the second trial? That is the reason that she got the second trial. The thing was, the prosecutors were also trying to argue that her marriage to the transgender woman behind bars should have an effect on her sentencing when she was found guilty at her second trial. They said, look, she has been married to somebody who has spent 14 years in federal custody. This shows what her true character is like. That also was not brought in as admissible evidence, but she still was sentenced to 40 years behind bars. Well, one thing that did her in was her bogus self-defense theory. Why didn't that work, Alexis? It did not work because she had no proof in the past that he had ever done anything to her at all. In fact, they'd had a pretty clean breakup. He had moved on. He had a date with a new girl. He wasn't meeting up with her and secretly abusing her. And there was no evidence of that. And instead, it was her plotting and planning to kill him is what convicted her. Shana Huber's behind bars for murder. Already had one trial, a second trial, a marriage, and a divorce behind bars. But how do we get here? Thank you. 
had to play that. And that was Miss Shayna Huber singing or humming Amazing Grace during her police interview. So what the psychopathy is behind all of this, I can't tell you that, but I do know what I'm learning in the 911 call. Also, in court, several cellmates come forward to say she actually, quote, cackled when talking about shooting Ryan Poston. Uh, her then boyfriend, that he, quote, deserved it. And she had given him the, quote, nose job he always wanted. That's certainly a unique way of describing shooting someone directly in the face. Joining me, former federal prosecutor Francie Hakes, the city attorney in Warner Robins, Jim Elliott, Joseph Scott Morgan, renowned death investigator, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, founder of TransformationProducts.com, and John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. The first trial was reversed to Francie Hakes, former federal prosecutor. Why was the first trial reversed? All that work by the jury and the prosecutors, the judge, and everybody in the first trial is undone because a juror lied to the court and had a felony conviction and didn't tell anybody it was a felony conviction, you are ineligible, generally speaking, to serve on a jury. The former University of Kentucky psychology major admits to shooting her boyfriend in his Ohio apartment, but claims she did so in self-defense. Don't you think, to Joseph Scott Morgan, that a bruise, a, a scrape, Anything would have helped her in that self-defense claim? Yeah, I, again, I, I don't know what she's defending against. Harsh words, rejection, what is it? I, I don't think her last name ought to be Huber's. It, it ought to be Huberous. Uh, you know, it, you look at this and you think that she would be covered in bruises. My God, she shot this guy six times, Nancy, six times. Well, as I recall to city attorney Jim Elliott, she claimed there had been a ferocious fight, uh, like hand-to-hand mutual combat in the dining room, living room area of his penthouse apartment. However, I noticed that on the shelves, the bookshelves, where she said the fight occurred, that she had fallen against the shelves, as as I recall it, there were uh, quarters, as I recall, stacked up, still stacked, and there were some bullets And I I don't know if they were antique or what they were, but they were still sitting straight up like a rocket. They had not fallen over on that bookshelf. If he had thrown her into the bookshelf, wouldn't any wouldn't have anything on the bookshelf have been uh, disarranged? Oh, certainly, and I'm sure the justice pointed out as well the lack of physical evidence on her body. That you know, I mean that. That's just a contrived story. What about it, Francie Hakes? What do you make of it? Well, Nancy, you recall from the 911 tape that she specifically told the 911 operator, he was beating me, and then I shot him. The physical evidence, not just in the apartment, but on, but the lack of it on her body, puts the lie to that claim from her. And can I just also say, her sitting there in custody singing Amazing Grace shows you her mental state at that time, that she viewed herself as the victim. She gave no thought to her ex-boyfriend, Ryan Poston. She thought only of herself in that moment. Take a listen to this. And, you know, I wasn't doing anything that was mean. I was, like, begging him to, to stay in the relationship and be with me because I knew that we weren't really loving each other. You know, Ryan had told me that he loved me and wanted to be with me. 
I guess somewhere along the way that grew to hate. He was screaming how much he hated me. I don't know if anyone will ever want to marry me if they know that I killed a boyfriend in Salt. <laughs> Not funny, but the stuff he was saying to me was so abusive while he was throwing me around the room. I'll never I think in the midst of that, my love turned to hate. I remember screaming, you. reaching up to grab the shirt. You out there, you mock my family out there. Talk about please stick away my mother and my family. If I don't get any serious consequences, then I could really be happy just having a career and maybe not even ever getting married because this is very traumatic. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Shana Heber's behind bars for life in the murder of her up-and-coming lawyer boyfriend because he had a date with Miss Ohio. What more can you tell me about her life behind bars, Alexis Terezchuk? So she spent six years in jail from the time that she murdered Ron to the time that she was found guilty. So in Miss Campbell County jail, she ended up meeting a woman that she fell in love with and who she married behind bars. It was a two-minute jailhouse ceremony in 2018. So they'd already known each other for these six years. And this unique woman, her name is Unique, had a very lengthy rap sheet in multiple states. Felonies had spent years behind bars. But the two of them got married for some reason, and the, the sheriff, the head of the jail, they just said, you know, there are no conjugal visits. We, we really don't even know what's going on here. But you cannot be denied your right to get married behind bars, so we are allowing it. Alexis, what do you think was the strongest evidence at trial that led to her conviction, not once but twice? I think it was her own text messages with him, that back and forth, back and forth, where they talked about sex, 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 but nothing abusive was ever in there. I think her own words were probably what were the thing that the jurors looked at the most and said, we have to take her at her face value. This is what this is what happened. Let's go back to the night of the murder. What happened, Alexis? So Shana said that she went over to Ryan's house and that he pressured her into having sex and he was abusive to her. And she said that she he tried to force her into sex. She hit him and then she killed him because he, he was trying to attack her. Obviously, the prosecutor said that wasn't true and that she showed up and had planned to kill him because he was leaving her and was having a date with um, a beauty queen, beautiful woman. Take a listen to this during the trial. I recall Ryan standing over me and grabbing the gun that was sitting on the table and pointing it at me and saying, I could just kill you right now and get away with it. Nobody would even know. How did you react to that? I was... I was shocked. I was afraid. And he was reaching across the table. And I don't know if he was reaching for the gun or reaching for me. But I was still sitting on the floor at this point in time. And I got up off the floor and I grabbed the gun and I shot him. 
when he was first shot, he let out a really loud noise that sounded like an animal. It sounded like a bear, some type of wild animal. And it really freaked me out. You are hearing Shana Huber's testimony. She is describing... Uh, what happened when she shot her boyfriend dead six bullets she claims self-defense i want to tell you something i want to reveal something that um came out ryan poston's exasperation was growing he didn't know what to do and he wrote a text to his cousin quote this is getting to be restraining order level crazy she's shown up at my condo like three times she refuses to leave each time uh he writes literally probably the craziest effing person i have ever met she almost scares me you know that's a big clue francie hakes that you need to break up and get that restraining order when you think maybe i should get a restraining order it's time to get a restraining order if you're at that level it really is nancy and i i guarantee you that because he was a man it really didn't occur to him that he could be in physical danger. And so he died. He died for the mistake and not understanding, understandably so, not understanding who she was and what she was capable of. But that text to his between friends was a cry for help. And if he had been a woman, if the shoe was on the other foot, if he'd been a woman dealing with a man with this kind of aggressive, crazy behavior, I don't doubt for a minute that there would have been some kind of court action and police call before now. Well, interesting to you, uh, Jim Elliott, city attorney for Warner Robins. She says to 911, as Joe Scott Morgan has pointed out, he beat me and tried to carry me out of the house, and I came back to get my things. He was right in front of me, reached down and grabbed the gun. I grabbed it out of his hand and pulled the trigger. So she says he beat me, but there are no bruises or marks on her body. 911, how long ago did you shoot him? Hubers, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 minutes ago. Operator, 15 minutes ago? Yeah. So let me ask you, why, Jim, did she wait 15 minutes to call 911? Well, she had to put together the little scene she had created and probably come up with a story that she was going to tell and, and all those details that we just heard. That's how the story that she, she um, crafted up. So Yeah. She needed to take a beat and come up with that story. You're absolutely right, Jim Elliott. Let's take a listen to what she says in her testimony about why she shot Ryan Poston six times. Listen. One was that when I first shot him, he let out a really loud noise that sounded like an animal. It was a very animalistic noise. It scared me. It freaked me out. I also, when I first shot him, wasn't sure where the shots had entered or if I had just made him more angry. And therefore, he was more of a threat and would just, it would make the situation even more severe. And then thirdly, I had the mistaken belief that there was another gun on the table. And you I know now that there wasn't another gun on the table, but at the time I thought that there was. And you were concerned enough for Mr. Poston that you wanted to make sure he didn't have to live with a deformed face, weren't you? I said that. Listen. We have a shot to the head, which is uh, administered to the head and is incapacitating with no stippling at a distance which puts the victim down on his face on the table at that point the suspect moves forward the victim was alive for all of the shots so i believe the first three shots in and of themselves were very damaging 
but he remained alive until the last shot was given. You know, Alexis, so often we hear about uh, domestic battering in a relationship, domestic violence. It was actually her that had been beating him and slapping him. That is what the prosecutor said, that she was the one that was so enraged that she attacked him multiple times. And her defense was, he pressured me into sex and, and that that was what turned him on. Poston tried over and over to break up with her. In fact, he referred to her to a friend as kind of like a creepy stalker. Remember that? He is exactly like poor Travis Alexander. That's what everybody said about Jody Aries, that she was a creepy stalker too. These women do not give up instead of just accepting that everybody goes through a heartbreak. You're sad. You want that person to love you. If they don't love you, you have to move on. You cry to your friends. You go to a bar and you cry at the bar. You cry all the time. But you don't keep stalking them and then plan to murder them because they don't want you. It's insane, and that's why these people are behind bars. These two kept breaking up and getting together, breaking up, getting back together, because she'd stalk him and probably give in and get back together. But as I often say to people that say, should I get back with my ex? I always say, there's a reason they're your ex. You know, keep that in mind. There's a reason you broke up to start with. Exactly. And when these women start doing these things, and men do it too, when exes start obsessively stalking people, that is a concern. And this is where it winds up. Jody and Shana plotting to kill their boyfriend. Not breaking up, saying bad things about them to their friends, killing them. It's terrible. Carissa Carlisle, Poston's cousin, said Poston tried numerous times to break up. And at one point, he even asked the cousin, Carissa Carlisle, to tell Hubers why the relationship was ending because, you know, she didn't seem to get it. But Hubers wouldn't hear it. She would not hear it. Nope. She was 21 years old and obsessed with him. She had nothing on her mind other than trying to get back with him and to go out with him again. Could you explain to me, Alexis, why the defense spent so much time at trial discussing why Hubers was unhappy with their um, sex life? What did that have to do with the murder? I assume that the defense thought that by distracting with all the sordid details that it would somehow make him look bad and that they would they would think that he was a sex pervert and that he had pressured into sex and that was why she ended up killing him. Will she ever get out from behind bars? So she was sentenced to 40 years behind bars. She's already served six of those years in the county jail while she was on trial. So she's actually going to be eligible for parole in just 14 years. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.